Hello, my beautiful thinkers. Welcome back to the Philosophical Thinkers Podcast. I hope that you all are having a wonderful day while you're listening to this podcast episode. So I know it's been a minute since I've posted on here. Honestly, there has been so much that's been going on. I have some updates that I want to share with you guys before we get into this episode. Um, the first update I wanted to share with you guys is that I got a new job. Yay! And that's partly what this episode is going to be about. Um, and so I got a job as a preschool teacher. And Honestly, it's sort of one of those things that's sort of like my dream job in a sense, but not necessarily. It's sort of like my dream job. So my dream job, honestly, is to be a teacher. I think that's probably pretty obvious by this podcast. Um, and if you know who I am, that seems to be it, that seems to be the the pretty obvious path path for me because. I don't know, I just love to help, I love to teach, I'm interested in learning things, and then also sharing what I learn and helping people also learn those things, and so teaching is something that if I didn't do that, then I would be cheating myself, and I wouldn't be living <laughs> the way that I should, pretty much. So I landed a job as a preschool teacher. I'm still finishing up my degree, so I wouldn't be able to get a job as an actual elementary school teacher, which is where I want to end up. But preschool is pretty much the next best thing. <laughs> um, it'll just give me an idea of what it's like to, to work with kids, essentially, in a classroom setting. So I'm really, really excited about that. And I honestly hate the job that I'm currently working at. And I just remember thinking to myself, I wonder when <laughs> I'm going to be able to leave this place. Like, every single day was a dread. I have to go to work at 5 a.m., which is obviously just death. Um, it's great to get off early, but waking up that early is just, in my opinion, it's just not sustainable for someone like me who, number one, I'm pretty young, so obviously I'm not going to want to get a, go to bed super early. Number two, I'm married, and I'm in love with my husband. So when he gets home from work, because he works regular shifts, so when he gets home at five or six, it's like I don't want to have to go to bed at eight in order for me to get eight hours of sleep. And so, you know, I'm obviously going to stay up and chill with my husband, but then I'm not going to get any sleep, and then there's just this whole cycle. And so, yeah. I'm so happy to be leaving my, my job that, I'm, that I currently have. Update number two is that I've sort of started my YouTube channel back up. So this was sort of a, um, what is, like, it was, it just came out of nowhere pretty much. I don't know what got into me um, to, to restart it up. But I just decided to do it. So if any of you guys listening, if you don't know who I am, and you probably might be interested in how I look, because I don't know, I'm weird like that too, then you should head over to my YouTube channel, if you can even find it. It's under Michelle Cart. So my name, Michelle, and then C-A-R-T on YouTube, and you guys can sort of see. I pretty much will be posting the same stuff that I post on here, but... Also, I will be posting sort of what 
my life entails so like days in my life and what it's going to be like to be a preschool teacher and sort of like that so if you're interested in my life and who I am even further than what I talk about on my podcast then you should definitely go check out my YouTube channel and honestly hopefully I keep it up (laughs) because I'm having a lot of fun with it and I feel like Maybe I'm not taking it as serious as I did before. I don't know, but right now I'm having a lot of fun with it. And I guess that's really what matters the most. Okay, so I think that's pretty much all the updates I have for you guys. Um, yeah, that's pretty much the gist of it. So now let's move on into what this episode is going to be about. The very, very first thing is something that I'm really passionate about. And either it's going to make me sound like someone who has cracked the code <laughs> onto and someone who is hashtag woke. I know, cringy. I'm sorry, guys. But either I'm going to sound like somebody like that or I'm going to sound like a complete idiot. But, all right, I'm going to be talking about self-discipline and why I hate, hate, hate. I know hate is a strong word. I know it is. But I, I'm having strong emotions right now about this. But while I really truly dislike, we'll we'll simmer it down and I'll say dislike instead of hate, the whole self-discipline mantra, I hear this all the time across all different types of influencers and millennials mostly have this idea of self-discipline. And I really, really, really want you guys to think about it. And I'm going to first start off with asking you guys this question. Okay, can you really force yourself to do something you don't want to do? And I mean, you don't want to do and you have absolutely no reason to do it. Can you actually push yourself to do it despite you not having any reason to do it? Now, I'm going to let I'm going to do a little pause and I want you guys to think about it. Let me ask the question one more time. Can you force yourself to do something that you have no reason to do it? And let me pause so you guys can think about it. Okay. All right, I think that was a long enough pause. The answer is no, and let me explain this to you. So, number one, let's talk about first what self-discipline is. What these influencers talk about self-discipline is. So, people talk about self-discipline as if it is to replace motivation. They always say that you don't need motivation to get something done. They always say that you just need to have self-discipline. You need to be more disciplined in order to get things done. So discipline sort of has to be the opposite of motivation, clearly. Discipline has to be some sort of way that you are controlling yourself to then get things done, although you may not want to get them done at that moment. You know what I mean? But you may have a desire to get that done, but at that moment you have so many reasons. They're probably not great reasons, but you have so many reasons not to get that done. So this is where self-discipline sort of kicks in and that you then basically do something that you don't want to do at that moment. And somehow you're just supposed to magically, you know, have self-discipline in some sort of way. So here's the thing. That does not exist because, number one, we as human beings have an ability to reason, which means that we do things because of something. 
This is why whenever you do something, someone will ask you, why did you do that? Why did you do that? When there's investigations happening on, you know, crimes, they always try to look for what was the motive? Why did this person did that? And so you have to think of your why as your motivation. And for some reason, motivation is getting such a bad rep. And I think it's because people are viewing motivation as just something that is this like ever like this really, really positive, uplifting um, pool to make you do things in a sense, but to only make you do good things. But you have to understand that there are good motivations and there are bad motivations. Now the good motivations will motivate you to do what's right and the bad motivations will motivate you to do what's wrong. But regardless of the matter, there is always motivation present. So there's this whole idea that self-discipline can replace motivation. But I got to tell you, it cannot replace motivation. You wanting to be self-disciplined is what is then motivating you to get the job done. You understand what I'm saying? So let me paint a picture for you and give you guys an example of what I want to say. Now, let's just say you're a procrastinator and you want to, you know, you don't want to wait and do your 10-page essays the night before. Because you know it's so much stress on you. So you're like, you know what? I'm listening to all these influencers telling me that I need to be self-disciplined in spite of motivation. Because obviously you're not going to have motivation to do anything. You're not going to have motivation to do that 10-page essay as soon as you got it. Um, as soon as you were assigned to it, you're most likely going to wait if you're someone that's used to procrastinating. So... You're listening to influencers telling you, okay, well, self-discipline in spite of not having motivation. Well, guess what? You decide to do that 10-page essay on time. You decided to start on it right when it was assigned. All right? For the very two days, okay? So for the first two days it was assigned, you were on a roll. Okay, you were starting it, you were you did three pages in those two days, and then after those two days, you know what? Self-discipline wore out. <laughs> you have no more self-discipline. And guess what? You decided to not type the other seven pages until the night before. Because you that's what you do. You're a creature of habit. So tell me, was it self-discipline that allowed that person to then do the page? to do the the pages when they were first assigned or was it just the motivation was put in something else that then allowed the person to finish the page on time ding 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 it's the second one so now you have motivation to be more self-disciplined so in turn you are then going to do the paper on time so it's not self-discipline instead of motivation it's all about rewire it's all about i guess redirecting that motivation putting that motivation into something else because you cannot force yourself to do anything without there being a reason even if you have a gun to your head and someone is telling you to do something there is motivation that is going to tell you whether not to do it or to do it. Either your motivation is going to be like, I'm not going to let this person use me, so just shoot me. 
or your motivation is going to be i want to live so so this and that you cannot be forced to do anything without some sort of motive behind it without some sort of motivation behind it and really what that motivation is is just you wanting something and then that is what is driving your actions so my question is what in the heck is self-discipline there, there's really no such thing. I mean, there's a way to redirect your motivations and to maybe like psychologically trick yourself. But this is why I use this example. You might be able to psychologically trick yourself for a little bit, you know, for those first two days to get that paper done. But then guess what? That self-discipline will wear off because it's not what you're used to. So it's really all about just redirecting your motivation. So then you may ask, well, how can I do things that I don't want to do at that moment? And the reality is you just need to become a better reasoner. You need to be able to reason with yourself. You need to be able to know yourself. Life is all about reasons. Whatever you do, you have a reason behind it. And if you are a poor reasoner, and if your mind is, and if you aren't using your prefrontal cortex correctly, or if your prefrontal cortex is damaged or weak based off of your everyday habits, like binge watching Netflix and scrolling on Instagram nonstop, or eating horrible foods, then you aren't going to be able to reason with yourself correctly. You have to be able to form an argument in your mind as to why things need to get done. But I got to tell you, if you do decide to do something that you quote unquote don't have motivation to do, you actually do have motivation. Your motivation was just redirected. So if that's what these influencers and millennials mean when they say self-discipline, then they're right. But I feel as if they do not mean this. When they talk about self-discipline, they most they think that self-discipline is an absence of motivation. But really, it is truly not, guys. You will never be able to do anything unless there's some sort of motive, some sort of reason that you have behind your actions. Because guess what? That's not how humans were created. We were created to reason. We were created with a prefrontal cortex, which gives us the ability to decide why we do something. This is why you are accountable for your actions. This is why in the court of law, you can't say, oh, I don't know why I did it. I just did it. There's always a reason and you are accountable for your reasons. And that reason was your motivation why you did or did not do anything. And as I said before, you want to know how you can push yourself to get things done when they need to get done. You need to be able to reason better. And so this is why philosophy is so important in my personal opinion. It gives you, your brain, an exercise to think, to ponder. Um, and so that is why I actually got a necklace from Etsy. I got it, um, what is it called? customized and it says ponder you guys should head over my youtube channel if you want to see exactly how it looks i have a video that's coming up it's going to be my after work routine if you're curious what video and then you guys can see what my necklace look like and it says ponder and it's i love it so much it's like perfect to me 
So that will conclude the self-discipline portion of it. I know it's sort of like a little bit of a rant, but then it also became a little bit more informational, but I hope you guys bore with it and understood what I meant. Like I said, I feel like that's one of those things where it's like either I'm going to sound like I just cracked the code or I'm, and I'm going against the grain or I'm going to sound like a complete idiot. So you guys be the judge and let me know what you think. The next topic I'm going to talk about is going to be a little bit of a lighter more sweeter topic at least I think and we're gonna talk about that moment when the unthinkable or the almost or the what seemed impossible then becomes impossible or in other words the moment that you've been waiting for is now in front of you and then the question is now what and the also question is was it what you thought it would be? And the question is, now how are you going to handle and make the most out of it? And another question is, how will you leave what you're leaving behind to then encounter this new experience? So that's sort of what we're going to be talking about today. And that's in the context of what brought this on to me was that I got a new job, as I've told you guys. And I've been working at the job that I'm currently at for about five years now. And it has been one of the biggest struggles in my life, the job that I currently have. And I've had countless long conversations with my husband about how I hate <laughs> my job and that it's like ruining my life and how I wish I could find another job. Like this is things that I talked to my husband about so much and it pained me my job like I I hated it with an absolute passion <laughs> and here I am today and I and I just like I would tell him I can't wait till the day that I you know can say goodbye I can't wait to the day that it will be my last day at this job and I truly thought you know, I, I truly, truly couldn't wait for that. And now here I am. It's approaching my last days at my, at my job. I have three more days to work at this job. And then I'm done with this job completely. And I'm starting, you know, one, a, a wonderful job that I'm really excited for and that I believe I will love. So not only that, not only am I leaving a crappy job, but I'm actually going to another job that I feel I'm really going to love. And so it's just this it's almost feels a little surreal because it also just happened without me even necessarily trying and it also happened sort of out of the blue so I haven't really had enough time to process what's happening and I'm just having this weird emotion and I'm not sure how to handle this change so it really got me thinking about in life those moments when you are now getting what you always wanted and it's just this question of is it really was it worth it you know and was where you were that bad is the question that you have to ask yourself and it's also just how are you now going to approach this new opportunity and 
what I recommend when you're starting new chapters, it's going to be scary, number one. Um, you're going to have so many emotions. So if you're someone right now who does not like your situation, which is quite frankly quite a lot of us, especially if you're still young, um, you might not like your situation. You might not be wanting to live with your parents or you might not be wanting to still be in school or you, you have a sucky job or you could be, you know, we're all at different points in our life. But a lot of times we are somewhere we don't want to be. And you might be dreaming and daydreaming about that moment when you could say goodbye. But I got to tell you, it's not as sweet as I imagined it to be. And I've realized that about a lot of things in my life. You know, I'm, I'm 22 years old, so I have not experienced that much. But I have experienced some big moments. And I've noticed that I've romanticized those big moments to the detriment of those big moments. Because when I do, when I am now, when those big moments are now staring back at me, I have all of these expectations and all of these assumptions of what it should feel like and ultimately it just does not feel like that it never does it truly never does and I feel like our over obsession with wanting to be somewhere better will make it that when we do get somewhere better we can't enjoy it the way that um, we would have wanted it to so, you know, it's just one of those things that I think it's like, I hope I'm using this right, but it's, it's like a conundrum. It's like we fantasize and we romanticize about getting out of a bad situation. But it's just like once you're actually out of that situation, um, it just doesn't feel like what you thought it would. And that's sort of where I'm at right now. It's just like, and, I, and, I, and it's probably just because, you know, I still have three more days at this job and I haven't started my new job yet. And so I haven't been able to see the contrast between the two as of yet. But I am feeling sort of, I'm a, I'm, I'm a little nervous, you know, I'm a little nervous to make this big change. And that was something that I just did not account for when I was, when I was fantasizing about this moment five years ago. Um, and I've just realized that I'm now entering into a bigger portion of my life which is me and childcare, because that's essentially what I will be going into for from this moment forth and I've just realized that you know where I was before wasn't that bad you know they gave me the vacation times that I that I wanted um I didn't have a sense of responsibility because number one I hated the job so I didn't really care about it that much so I didn't mind missing work um, it was a five to two schedule, so I got off really early. They were able to give me the days off that I needed for school. So it's just like, it was not as bad, but when I was in it, I was just like, this sucks. And now that I'm about to leave it, I just ask myself, okay, well, are you making the right decision? You know, are you ready for more responsibility? And those were things that I did not contend with myself about while I was in the situation because I was so obsessed with getting out of it. But I didn't really contend to myself, well, if you get out of this, are you ready to then get into something else that you think that you want? And I think that a lot of us honestly have that issue. You know, I was talking to my friend. She always says there's no good men out there. You know, that's her biggest thing. She's 
she's a single mom and she's been in terrible relationships beforehand and she never really she always says that there's no good men but now that she she found a man that was good and that's been nice to her so far and that shows the signs that he's interested in her and not just wanting to have sex but it almost seems as if she's not ready for it but before she met him she was whining how there was no good men and that she wanted a man like this and she wanted a man like this but then when he came to her came right in front of her she came face to face with that thing that she thought that she wanted she realized well I'm not ready for it because that means it's way more responsibility now I have more things that are required from me if I want this relationship to work if I want to be with a nice guy I myself have to be a nice girl I myself now have to put in efforts that I did not before that I didn't have to do with all of these deadbeat guys I myself now have to change and I talk about this a lot in my podcast about this idea of change and how change is so hard for people and not only is it hard but a lot of people just don't want to do it um, because it requires so much of us it requires us to step into the unknown and the unknown is scary I can admit it because, again, as I said, I'm sort of stepping into the unknown. I hated my job, but I was comfortable in it. It was what I was used to. It was familiar. And now that I have a new job, there's a whole new set of responsibilities, probably even more than before. Um, there's a set of responsibility that, that comes when you like a job. And honestly, it's going to take that responsibility is your time. That responsibility is your effort. And um, so there's a lot that comes with trying to move on to the next chapter of your life and it in order to move on to the next chapter of your life it also requires you to say goodbye to the last chapter and a lot of times we can get a little bit nostalgic when you're sort of at the end of something you forget about all the bad and then you just think to yourself well this is the end and um it's just such a weird thing and that's sort of where i'm at right now and as i, as I said before i sort of want to um talk to that person who is in a moment is in a in a season or a chapter of their life where you are not liking where you're at look around for a moment you know take a moment just just take a second look around you you know look at what your life is at this moment look at the good and see how much of that good is given to you by the very thing that you are unhappy in so let's just say you're unhappy you know living at your parents in your parents house and you would rather be you know in your own apartment but you can't afford it well look at the good look at your life um and then look at the benefits that you get from living with your parents and the same goes with the job like if you are unhappy with the job that you're at well look around look at your life look at who you are look at what you have and link that if anything is linked to it link the good that is that that job gives you and then be grateful for it and dwell in that for a little bit and realize that when you are in your next chapter you're going to have a whole set of other things that you're not going to like about that chapter so be happy at what you have now at the good things and I know this is this is not life guys 
Life is not about just being able to dwell on the good things. That is not truly living. That is not truly examining, pondering, philosophizing, reasoning. Is not staying on the just the good things. It's impossible to just think about the good things for a long period of time. But it's not impossible to dwell on it for a few moments. And to constantly do this throughout your chapter, throughout your journey, whatever season, chapter, journey you're in right now, is to don't forget to sometimes just take a step back, look at your life, look at the good in it, and see what it is that is causing that to happen and be grateful for it. And again, I listed out all of the plus, all of the benefits that I got from having this job position. And those benefits I'm leaving behind. I'm moving into a whole new set of benefits that are going to be great, but that still requires me to leave those behind. And, you know, maybe I won't have those same benefits. I might have some better ones, but I might not have all those same benefits. And that's just something that we have to realize in life. It's just like, you know, it's like you trade in one coin for another. But ultimately, there's still a coin. <laughs> and it's going to have its own value. So let's just say you train in a penny for a nickel. You know, it's an upgrade, of course. You you have more money. Number one, it's still a coin. Okay? Number two, it still has a limit. It still has a worth. It's not worth. It's not um, priceless. There's still a price on it. There's still a worth on it. And that's that nickel can only get you so far. And that goes for when you move on to your next chapter that you're you know you're dreading the chapter that you're in and you're ready to move on but you have to realize again that you're just training in one one um coin for another coin but ultimately it's still going to have its limits so that is pretty much all i'm going to talk about in this episode let's see how long this episode has been so it's been 30 minutes I don't think I have anything else to talk about other than I have been so great lately. And I think as a result, I think it's a result to a lot of different things. And I think ultimately I've just, I've sort of, I will say that it's obviously, I truly strongly believe it's my diet. Um, because I, I was never able to get to this point, no matter how many affirmations, meditations, whatever you want to call them, I try to do, you know, try to not focus on the bad things, just focus on the good things, like all these mental things I try to do. I can never get to this point where I'm like 100% happy and like, I shouldn't say happy, I don't like the word happy, um, but I'm, I'm at peace, I should say. I, I, I like the word at peace because happiness is one of those things that is so easily misinterpreted and then also so it's so overrated i'm more so going for the peace just constantly at peace with whatever life throws at me um and so i've reached a point of peace and i and i believe that number one of course it's my diet and number two i think it's just also not allowing not not allowing myself to fall for the and not allowing myself to fall for the lie anymore and the lie is that somebody has something better than i have 
The lie is that if I only had this, I would be happier. The lie of this person has it more, this person has something that is desirable that I should want. Um, just this lie as if I'm missing out, that there's more to life, that there's more than what I have. I've sort of been able to reason myself out of that mentality um, and realizing that you need to be here. You need to be present in your own situation. And you need to look around at your own situation. And you need to figure out what is it that you, whoever you are out there, what is it that you can do to your personal life? Something that you can handle. And make sure it's a small thing. Start off small because you won't fail that way. Start off small. What is a small thing that you can change? And you do it. And let me tell you, once you change that small thing, you are going to feel so much better about yourself. And you're going to feel more confident. And you're going to feel like you can continue that process. And then just build your way up until you have done, you know, a big change. And then also, you must realize that you might have walked five miles forward. And then one month, you probably walk ten miles backwards. That's just sort of the way of life. It's constantly up and down. And this is why I say striving for happiness is, it's a, um, what is it called? A dead end road. Striving for peace is achievable. It is achievable to have peace. To not constantly be anxious in that fight or flight mode. But to be at peace and to be able to reason your peace in there reasoning leads to peace okay guys so i thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode i don't even know what episode number we're on now but guys i have so much fun filming this if you made it to the very end thank you so much for listening to my words and i hope that you learned something that you were encouraged that you laughed i don't even know if i said anything funny in this but remember stay thinking my beautiful thinkers